Theory. Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And welcome back, everybody. We're back. Yes, it's good to be back here in the hot seat. Yeah. Which is what I call my chair because it's red and uncomfortable. <laughs> is is it like temperature wise? No, no, no. No? Okay. No, I guess that's good. Yeah. Mine, mine is a relatively cold seat. Good thing I'm wearing <laughs> pants. Yes. Always important once. here on A Smashing Theory. <laughs> so we took, a, we took an extra week off. I was a little under the weather. Sorry about that. I missed you guys. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have you back. Well, I mean, obviously, I've had you back this whole time, right? Because we uh, lived because together. You never left. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to have you in in relatively good health. Yes. Let's talk Smash Bros. news. Let's do. So you know, obviously, uh, nothing earth shattering has been announced via sure. Sma- uh, RE Smash Bros. recently. Actually, it's been kind of a slow news month for mm-hmm. video games in general. As you can usually expect, the month after E3, yeah, things kind of quiet down for a while. But I said in our Pokemon episode that I was noticing a pattern, and and it felt like every Tuesday night we were getting new Smash Bros. music. I was correct. We have been getting new Smash Bros. music, one new track every Tuesday night, uh, and the three new ones are pretty cool. Yes. So uh, first was the City Trial theme from Kirby Air Ride, arranged by Noriyuki Iwadare, a guy who has worked on the Ace Attorney series. You know, with so many of these songs, obviously, you know, you kind of hear the track that's being uh, remixed or rearranged, and then you can really detect influences of the composer that's doing the rearranging right i think that that's the most true for this song oh yeah like it just sounds like what if the theme from city trial were the objection theme from an ace attorney game yes so perfect no it sounds fantastic um i really love this theme it's really catchy definitely feels like a dreamland trial in the phoenix Wright game it's great (laughs) I mean, Ace Attorney Kirby crossover when, you know, we got to get him up on the stand. He can swallow all the evidence. And that's like the big problem during the trial. Which is weirder, Ace Attorney cross Kirby or Mario cross Rabbids? Ah, uh, <laughs> you know, in a weird way, I almost feel like Ace Attorney cross Kirby has the potential to feel more organic and less weird <laughs> i like it's difficult for me to explain exactly how but when i look at mario cross rabbits i'm just spending the whole time thinking to myself like this gameplay is really cool but this is a fucking stupid idea right but with ace attorney cross kirby i don't know i'm just picturing like kirby sitting on the like defense bench and like <laughs> pointing with his little stubby hand you know, uh, simultaneously with phoenix and they're both doing an objection together and there's something there <laughs> I see. Yeah. If if I were to cross over Ace Attorney with a Nintendo franchise, I don't know if I'd pick Kirby first. I feel like... <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't yeah. pick Kirby first. I just mean, you know, yeah. between the two you gave Right, me. yes, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Ace Attorney cross Detective Pikachu. I would love Phoenix Wright cross Detective Pikachu. He would just be Gumshoe. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> oh, that would be excellent. Like, the judge is like, oh, I understand we have a new detective in town. And then it's just Pikachu. Yeah. Wearing a little detective hat. That would be perfect. 
Yeah. So the second <laughs> the second song that was released over the past few weeks was a Mega Man 4 medley by Jun Sanu, who has basically done a bunch of music for modern Sonic games. I think he's the guitarist for Crush 40. I think so. So, you know, he's responsible for all of the songs that give me power whenever <laughs> we whenever we fight on Curse you, Jun on on the Sonic stage. Curse you in Smash Four with the Chaos Emeralds. But no, he's uh, that's that's cool. I I really appreciate you know modern Sonic music. Yeah, I think that uh, irrespective of the quality of the Sonic game, the soundtrack is is usually pretty baller, with the possible exception of Sonic and the Secret Rings, which was just bad all around. Yeah. Oh man, there's. <laughs> There's just this one track that's like, that's just the words like, running in your face, running in your face, like over and over again. It's bad. Yeah. It's not great. The Mega Man 4 medley, though, pretty solid. Uh, Jun is definitely feeling that guitar for the whole track, but it's fun. I I dig it. Yeah. You know, it definitely, uh, it definitely feels like Jun Senoe, you know, doing an arrangement of Mega Man 4 music yeah. uh, in a way that I think is really satisfying. Yeah. And finally, uh, just last night, as of us recording this, a remix of Snake Eater from Metal Gear Solid 3 by Nobuko Toda, who worked on Metal Gear Solid 3, but on tracks besides Snake Eater. <laughs> uh, and actually, this uh, this remix is really cool. It's a jam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's very catchy. I, uh, I'm a big Metal Gear fan, as I'm sure has come up before yes. on the cast. Yes. And, uh, my relationship with Snake Eater the song is something of a tumultuous one. You know, when, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 first came out, uh, I want to say I was in middle school. Or Metal maybe, Gear Solid maybe, 3? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in high school. Was I? Okay, I must have been hanging out with some middle school friends, because I remember playing it with friends of mine from middle school. Anyway, my initial reaction to the song Snake Eater was just very like, like, oh, come on, this is so cheesy. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this song. It's, it's at odds with the rest of the tone of the game. And then by the end of the game, it's just like, I'm still in a dream. <laughs> like, I was completely into it. Uh, so I, I had a good time listening to this because it's just kind of like if Snake Eater were like a battle theme, yeah. which is really not meant to be, but right. uh, it's a really cool interpretation of the song. No, I, I dig it. Like, you know, I have less of an attachment to Metal Gear music than you do, but I still really like that theme. Yeah. If anything is a bummer about that theme, it's that it seems to just be instrumental, doesn't mm -hmm. have any vocals, but <laughs> still, still a jam for sure. I agree. So this feels like we can lump this into the news. While I was sick, I made a tweet predicting that Captain Toad might get revealed within the next week. My justification for this is that the release date for Captain Toad was this previous Friday, and historically, some Smash reveals have been on, like, on the release dates for specific games. Shulk got revealed on the day that Xenoblade Chronicles 3D came out in Japan. Right. So I thought, oh... Uh, maybe Captain Toad will get revealed on Friday, or possibly that following Sunday when Nintendo was streaming some some Smash Bros. Ultimate gameplay footage. Sure. Neither happened. We are here on the other side of a week with 
No character announcement. Toadless. Totally toadless. Uh, We we crack us up. (laughs) I still think there's a chance that we could get a Captain Toad announcement this month. Comic-Con is just this week. Right, right. It'd actually be really funny if there was just an announcement like that on the day this episode went up, but after we recorded. (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm from Nintendo. You like comics, right? Do you like toads? Captain Toads and Smash. See ya. <laughs> Nintendo does tend to go to Comic-Con, though. and No, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I'm not at all discounting the possibility <laughs> that that will happen. It just seems to me to be kind of a silly place to do it. Right, yeah. And it definitely does feel like a bit of a stretch. At this point, I'm more inclined to say that we won't get an announcement of any kind Smash-related this month. Okay. Well, let me, let me backtrack a bit because I'm going to tie this into... Uh, conversation about a leak that's been going around, a supposed Mm. leak. So there's a rumor that a lot of people seem to be attaching themselves to that basically, like, a bunch of characters are going to be in Smash Bros. Ultimate, and it sort of lays out, uh, like, which characters and what what general times they'll be announced. Okay. And it does so using code names for each character without uh right, without right, saying explicitly this. what characters they are. For example, uh characters codenamed King and Ponytail <laughs> are apparently going to be announced at a mini direct this July. Sort of the implication is that those would be King K. Rule and Dixie Kong. Right. A character codenamed Old Man will be revealed at Evo. Can you guess who that might be? Cranky Kong. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going all in on their Kongs, Daniel. <laughs> and anyway, uh actually what's going to happen is uh like they're going to play they're going to start the announcement trailer again. Yeah. And then it's going to get to everyone is here and then suddenly it's going to start to rewind and fade away and then you'll just see a text that's written entirely in the Donkey Kong font that says Kongs are here. <laughs> and it's going to be an all Donkey Kong brawler. That's what we have in store for us. Enjoy that. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to get too into the rest of the rumor. Sure. Because I don't think it's real. That's right. That's the short version of it. And I think a lot of the characters it teases are plausible, right? I wouldn't even be too shocked if King K. Rool and Dixie were announced simultaneously. Mm-hmm. The thing that gets me the most is the fact that they'll be revealed in a mini direct this month. Uh-huh. And that, that struck me as odd even closer to the beginning of the month because Nintendo almost always just takes some time off after E3. We don't sure. hear from them for a little while. Uh, if you were to ask me, we're going to get a Nindy direct in August and a standard Nintendo Direct in September. Okay. And then, like, a Smash-specific Direct in October or November. It is too soon to see a Direct of any kind in July, at least according to sort of how Nintendo has rolled out announcements historically, and just, like, it feels too soon for a Mini Direct. Even a Mini Direct, it feels Mm -hmm. too soon for Mm -hmm. one. So, like, yeah, the only chance I see of a Smash-related announcement is not a Mini Direct, but just, like, just a Comic-Con character announcement for smash bros right and if we get one i feel like it'll be captain toad if we don't get an announcement i feel like captain toad probably isn't in the game as a playable character Mm, all right uh if we don't hear any captain toad announcements by the end of this month well i guess that's not quite true 
Captain Toad could be an unlockable character that they're hiding. Ah, that's under, true. Oh, man. But I know. Like, the more I think about it, Captain Toad is, like, right between being relevant enough to be playable and being, like, an assist <laughs> trophy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, he's just right in that sweet spot and I'm not sure where he's going to land okay. right now. When you hear Captain Toad, do you ever think of just, like, a pirate before you think of Toad? No. Like, ah, I'd be Captain Toad. I'd know. I'd do My not. fungus ship be taking over your harbor, Guybrush. Ah, if ye thought Lechuck was bad, wait until my scurvy mushroom dogs attack ye. Anyway, sometimes that's where my <laughs> mind goes instead of to Toad. Because he's a captain. Cap- captain Toad. <laughs> Captains can be things that aren't pirates. I mean, Yes. <laughs> that doesn't change the way my mind works. That's fair. It sure doesn't. <laughs> so, here on the Smashing Theory, we like to make predictions about what's going to be in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, the next Smash Bros. game. Right. And we like to do that category by category. We do different categories in each episode. Sometimes we do specific franchises. Sometimes we do specific companies. This episode is a little different. This is our assist trophy episode. Woo! And and I think this is a cool episode because all of our episodes are really cool. But also, <laughs> also because I think assist trophies are really worth talking about at this point of the news cycle. Okay. First off, I think it's cool to look at franchises that have only been represented as assist trophies so far and to see which ones have the most potential to be promoted to playable. Okay. Kind of how, like, Little Mac was a Brawl Assist trophy, and he became a playable character in 4. Sure. But also, just in terms of assist trophies in general, when an assist trophy appears in a new Smash Bros. game, that essentially deconfirms them as playable. Right. Uh, They can be an assist trophy or they can be playable, but they can't be both. Right. At least historically speaking, that has never been the case. And it would be weird if it was the case. Uh, right. So we currently know of about 24, 25 assist trophies that are confirmed to be in Smash Bros. Ultimate so far. And there's roughly like 25 to 30 assist trophies besides that that have been in Brawl, that have been in 4, that are not confirmed to be in Ultimate yet. Which means that they're in this limbo where maybe they're still assist trophies... Maybe they're just cut from the game completely, or maybe they've been promoted to playable, and that's why Sakurai hasn't shown us these characters as assist trophies yet. Sure. So I think that's really interesting, and that's why uh, the two of us are going to take a look at all the assist trophy stuff we know and don't know so far. Let's get cracking. All right. So first, uh, we're going to just refresh our memories and and go over uh, all these assist trophies that are Already confirmed to be an ultimate. Sure. We did kind of do this list in our E3 Reactions episode. Mm-hmm. But a quick refresher course. Yeah. So, uh, confirmed to be an ultimate already. Uh, Andros, mm-hmm. the, the monkey from the Star Fox franchise, although, although in Smash Bros, he is his original Star Fox incarnation, which is just like a big pol, pol, polygonal. Right white face that shoots polygonal, big polygonal squares. Probably uh, a little more iconic than his Star Fox 64 monkey head and Mickey Mouse hands phase. You think so? Uh, I think so, yeah. I don't, know. I, I don't know. Maybe not iconic, but I feel as though like there's a generation of gamers where that's what they think of when they think of Andros. 
Like I was raised on Star Fox 64. So when I think of Andross, I think of big monkey head and Mickey Mouse hands. Right. I think there's definitely a sense in which that's kind of, you know, the classic, the definitive, the Cadillac of Androsses. Okay. I I guess I can get that. Although I feel like more Star Fox fans Mm -hmm. think of monkey head Andross before they think of of beep boop Andross, (laughs) as he will henceforth be known. Ah, yes. Good. Henceforth. Henceforth. (laughs) You became French for one second. <laughs> Hello, I want to talk about Andros or Beep Boopy Andros as he will henceforth be known. Next, oh! confi- <laughs> uh, next confirmed assist trophy is new to Ultimate. It's the Arcade Bunny from the Nintendo Badge Arcade app for right. the Nintendo 3DS. He like summons a crane that uh, that can pick up the opponent, but they can wriggle out of it if their percentage is low enough. That's cute. Yeah. As I said in the first episode where we talked about him, I do love that the Nintendo Badge Arcade has been shut down for the 3DS. It's no longer running. But on the last day that it was running, uh, the Arcade Bunny basically said, like, maybe you'll see me in in another Nintendo (laughs) game someday. And uh, and here he is. Oh, he's immortal now. (laughs) We got Bomberman from Bomberman. Yeah, a still heartbreaking. It hurts every time. Yeah, we initially both predicted really strongly. We just felt really hard that he'd be added as a playable character. And the evidence is there in the game. He'd be a great playable character. Right? Oh, man. He's just one of those assist trophies where you just watch him and you're like, oh, my God, why can't I control you with my controller? Yeah. Huh. Well, anyway. The burrowing snagret from Pikmin is ah. there. Yeah, it's it's a bird head. It, it plugs yeah. at you. The color TV game 15, which is basically just Pong, right, shows up and does the Pong thing. Uh, this was the reason that Mango lost at the Smash Bros. Invitational, <laughs> and that was really funny. <laughs> Dr. Kawashima from Brain Age shows up, summons a bunch of numbers, like his big, uh, weird 3D head. You know, laughing. In high school, it seemed to me for a time that everyone who owned a Nintendo DS had also bought Brain Age except for me. Ha! Like, just everyone was going around. They had that big Dr. Kawashima head on their screen. They were playing Sudoku. And uh, that game was kind of stupid in hindsight. (laughs) It really, science has borne out the fact that it does not do what it uh, said it would on the tin. It really doesn't train your brain. So it's just kind of like a boring video game. You know, I didn't buy Brain Age, but I did borrow a friend's copy around when it came out. Uh, And it's funny, you say, like, you were in high school during this period. It came out after I had graduated. Okay. Right, our our two-year age gap there. Right. And it it doesn't it doesn't make you smarter but i did feel smarter after playing it for like a week <laughs> okay uh i had, and i guess if if the placebo effect is that good then then really what what can you knock brain age for that's i guess that's fair <laughs> uh dr wright from the sim city games is still present summons like a skyscraper up from underneath you S- still like weird that obviously the franchise SimCity is owned by Electronic Arts, but I, I guess this character made specifically for the Super Nintendo version of SimCity is still owned by right. Nintendo because we still just see him a bunch. I I grew up playing SimCity, but I played it on the PC. I did not have it for the Super Nintendo. So the only NPCs that I were dealing with was really just like that voice that says reticulating spawns whenever you, you know, remake your uh, terrain. <laughs> 
Uh, and then also all your advisors. I never had Dr. Wright, but it's fine that he's there. Yeah. Back in the SimCity days before The Sims came out, which I got really into, mm-hmm. I was I was uh, the Sims guy. But before that even happened, I just play a lot of Sim Ant on my yeah. school on my school computer. In my fifth grade class, every computer in my uh, social studies room had Sim Ant on it, <laughs> and as soon like you tried to finish your work as fast as you could, so you could sprint back there and get Sim Ant before anybody else could get Sim Ant. Yeah, you know, that's really funny. that was the goal in Ms. Reichard's class. I I just remember my colony of ants like getting into fights with other ant colonies <laughs> and like the the ant fight looking so detailed and realistic <laughs> that like i was like horrified like that that was like borderline <laughs> right. traumatizing that's that like image. your early pikmin experience you know like no my little guys are dying yeah that's funny but but instead it's just like very realistic de- depiction of your ant getting decapitated oh, like god god man that was that was a different era of video games for sure it was i'd love to see a sequel to sim ant you know uh, <laughs> a, a modern remake of sim ant except that i really wouldn't because it'd be ea and they'd fuck it up somehow <laughs> dlc ants oh god so now you can play as red ants <laughs> <laughs> uh buy buy an anthill box <laughs> uh for only three dollars a pop and then you can play ant cards to power up your ants <laughs> ea games challenge everything we <laughs> Uh, we've also got Girahim from Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. He, yes. he shows up, uh, hacking stuff up with his sword. Yeah, figured that he would not be playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I was right, but he's a cool assist trophy. Yes. We got the ghosts from Pac-Man right. showing back up in Ultimate, uh, doing their ghost thing. They, their patterns actually change. They're a bit more like aggressive hmm. in Ultimate now. Okay. Uh, and a bit more prone to messing you up, which is cool. I watched a video once about the AI of the ghosts, like how they track Pac-Man. Yeah. And it's this really interesting example of like ingenious early game design. Hmm. Like uh, there's one that isn't actually trying to get to Pac-Man, but is trying to kind of intercept him by moving in front of him at a point that's kind of always kept track of by the computer in front of him. Right. There's one that just follows you from behind. There's one that just goes randomly. And then there's one that kind of, moves to a corner of the screen where you aren't and it just all combines to make it feel as though they're like ambushing you and flanking you and you know oh, doing wow. all this complex stuff but it's actually a fairly simple bit of kind of rules and uh definitely cool definitely you know if you're if you're interested in game design at all it's worth checking out wow that's awesome yeah cool uh we got the hammer bro for the mario series throwing them hammers yes hammer bro that's all you have to say about that fair uh jeff from Earthbound. Bottle Rockets. Yeah, he's back shooting his bottle rockets. Good to see him again. Mm-hmm. It's funny, now that uh, Paula and Pooh are in Ness's final smash, uh, the entire main cast of Earthbound is just there in Smash Bros. Yeah, good I'm, stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to someone taking their first screenshot where, like, <laughs> Ness does his final smash and Jeff with his assist trophies, like, up front. Ah, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Knuckle Joe from Kirby. He's been there since Brawl. He, he punch. Yeah. Knuckles. You can call me Knuckles. From Sonic. Unlike Sonic, I don't chuckle. He show up, he punch. I'd rather flex my muscles. <laughs> I'm hard as nails. It ain't hard to tell. I take him down whether they're yeah, Sonic or frail. frail. Sonic or frail. Solid or frail. <laughs> ah, good shit. It's the worst, best, but the best, best, rest, best. <laughs> I don't remember Born the rest of the like... 
in the baba. I don't actually know that part. That's but that's when everyone stops listening to that song. Yeah, that's fair. Really, unlike Sonic, I don't chuckle. I'd rather flex my muscles. That's the only part you ever need to know. What's funny is that, that like you know, even though I played Sonic Adventure, uh, yeah. obviously as a youth, I didn't pay attention to that song's lyrics at all until you one day just out of context quoted that i was like what the fuck is that and i looked it up and i'm like oh okay that's a song that i've listened to several times before (laughs) that's right like that's right like that was just like on my live journal like as like one of like the like i think i like even like pinned it or whatever you know like oh you're really dating us with live journal oh yeah i wonder how many of our listeners don't even know what the fuck live journal is Uh. (laughs) such an important part of my high school years live journal was like pre-myspace social media everybody And then even when people got into MySpace, I was, like, too good for MySpace. You know, right. like, I didn't have a MySpace. Uh, and then I yeah. immediately jumped ship to Facebook as soon as that got big. Yeah, it's funny. Like, Live LiveJournal then was basically, like, the equivalent to Tumblr now, like, the way people uh-huh. use it. Yeah, But less memes and more, I mean, at least among my circle of friends, right. it was more, like, you know, venting about your parents or yeah. filling out really long surveys or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that that's a pretty big corner of Tumblr these days. I guess that's true. I yeah. just mostly when I think of Tumblr, I think of like he protect, he attack, but most importantly, he crack his back or I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Some stupid shit like that. No, yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, Knuckles is in the game. Yeah. And he's a cool assist trophy. Uh he looks great. He does. Crystal from Star Fox shows up. Yes. Deconfirming herself as playable, which we called. We mm-hmm. didn't think that she'd be playable. I wouldn't have been opposed to that, but that oh, would yeah. be like such a Western pick. Oh, yeah. It's like for the sure. most Western of Western picks. <laughs> it's like this This is a character that was designed by Rare and made an appearance, you know, their first appearance in a Star Fox game that is unlike any other Star Fox game. Right. And then in the other Star Fox game she's been in, she's just like a boring psychic. Yeah. And pretty much like every like Japan developed Star Fox game for the past while has tried to like sweep Crystal <laughs> under the rug and forget she exists. Right. Like, uh, we're rebooting the franchise again. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> for like the fifth time. Right. Yeah. There she is. We got Lynn from Fire Emblem doing the thing where she. Preps up her sword and then teleports and does a slash. Just like actual Lin in the game. Yeah. I wonder, like, Lin is definitely one of the most popular Fire Emblem characters out there. Mm -hmm. To the point where she's the only character playable in Fire Emblem Warriors that isn't from either the original Fire Emblem (laughs) Awakening or Fates. Wow. Uh, Oh, I I think... I think there might be an exception to that. I think maybe Celica's playable from okay. Echoes. Right. But right. but Lynn's definitely like an outlier, you know, like yeah. and I wonder if part of that popularity is just her her frequent appearances as a Smash Assist trophy, so people <laughs> just recognize her and her cool design, you know. I think it's probably that. I think it's also more recently probably uh Fire Emblem Heroes. You know, oh, true. she's like uh you see her on the loading screen, and then I know that, I, like, I was very excited when I unlocked her in that game because yeah. I, uh, I've i been a Fire Emblem fan since the first one got released in the West for the Game Boy Advance, which was just called Fire Emblem yeah. over here, but it's actually, like, Blazing Sword or Binding Blade or something like that. Right. But I feel like even her her focus in that is because... She like topped a popularity survey <laughs> right, before true. Heroes even came out, and I think Smash might be to thank for that also. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Um I think she's a fun character with a neat little design and yeah. uh 
obviously I have a lot of nostalgia for her. I actually only started playing Fire Emblem because my parents took my brother to like a GameStop when he was much younger, you know, obviously, and he got Fire Emblem. But since he was like, I don't know, probably uh, under 10 years old, he didn't really like get it. Right. And was upset and wanted a different game. And so my parents were basically just like, Sean, you have this and we're going to get him another game. (laughs) I was like, well, this sucks. I didn't pick this game out. What the fuck is Fire Emblem? (laughs) And uh, now I love that franchise. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Good, good call, even though you didn't know it. A good brother. Yeah. Then the Metroid for Metroid. Right. Shows up, uh, sucks on some heads the way Metroid does. That's what they do. Midna from Twilight Princess. Who sadly I uh, thought would be playable and yeah. uh, that was disproven. But did, what are you going to do? Yeah, that did not work out. At least I didn't get turned into an imp and banished from my realm. That, that would be quite unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, although... <laughs> Although maybe we'd have more fans if you did. Maybe we would, except that you wouldn't be able to understand me because I'd be going, I don't know, like however Midna talks. That's not it. It's somewhere in the middle of what both of us do. That's just BB-8. That's what? BB-8 from Star Wars. Remember when we watched The Last Jedi or The Force Awakens? That was BB-8's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Separately from each other, but like afterwards, like I texted you and I was like, what if BB-8 was voiced by a Vocaloid? Now, Lupatable. You're just like, yeah, you're just like scrolling through the, the credits of that film and then it just suddenly says like Kizuna I or something. <laughs> what the fuck? That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> Mother Brain from Metroid, like, just, like, expands, and it's just the boss fight from Metroid, which is really awesome. That's, That's the greatest history. One of my top five, well, top ten, probably, uh, boss themes in video game history is that great theme that plays when you fight Mother Brain in Super Metroid. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, raises out of the ground, and then suddenly it's, like, a weird dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, that is... One of the first songs that I noticed that's in, you know, when when you're writing music, you do it with time signatures. And depending on right. the kind of time signature you use, uh, you can kind of get a different effect. Like if you were kind of writing a standard pop song, you might do what's called 4-4 four, four time, where your right, measures right. are 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. Doing a waltz, you might do 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. It's kind of like where the first beat lands. Yeah. The final boss of Super Metroid is written in 7-4. Huh. And I just thought that was really cool. It's such an offbeat, wacky time signature. Yeah. Bah, 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 one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like that a lot about that song. No, that is really cool. Yeah. that That's, yeah, that's a cool mother brain fact. Thanks. That might be better than my mother brain fact, which I forget whether or not I shared it on a previous episode. Go for of it. Of a smashing theory <laughs> uh, that she is the main villain of captain and the game master <laughs> I, th- I think you have shared that before but it's yeah. never worth it's never <laughs> not worth resharing you know yeah like just the the any reminder that that show exists and that they thought it out like in that great of detail right is uh is a good reminder yeah the nintendog returns i love this assist trophy yeah i love it too I I loved finding out that Sakurai goes out of his way to make the Nintendog a different breed in every new Smash Bros. game. <laughs> Sakurai's a good guy. Yeah. 
and it's like a cute little like curly red dog now i think Aww. right yeah uh very cute yes Ricky from Xenoblade is here. Ricky Strong Nopon. I think I do that every time yeah. you say Ricky, and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, Rodan from Bayonetta is an assist trophy now. Sure. Uh, he, you know, they weren't really adding any assist trophies from for DLC characters back when four happened. Right. So now that Bayonetta's in the base roster, she gets one, and it's it's that guy. He looks really cool. He does some badass stuff. He actually was hinted at in like the Switch re-release of Bayonetta 2. <laughs> like you could read like a bunch of letters from Rodan and one of the letters was like, it was just talking about Smash Bros in kind of a coy <laughs> manner. And he's like, why don't you invite me to Smash Bros next time? That's cute. So there he is. I should really expose myself to the, you know, to that franchise more than I have, which mm. is like... I've probably watched part of a trailer and then I've seen how Bayonetta plays in Smash. Right. Uh, it seems like it's got some good stuff going on. Yeah. Samurai Goro from F-Zero. Yeah. He's been around since Brawl. He shows up swinging his sword around. You can beat him up now. Like you can beat up a lot of assist trophies. True. Yeah, assist trophies can be KO'd. You, if you're doing it in a timed match, you just get a point for KOing them. Right. So now you can punch Samurai Goro like you've always dreamed. <laughs> I don't think we ever thought that he'd be playable. No, uh, not not with any degree of seriousness. Yeah. The sheriff, uh, sort of this little four-bit yellow man in a sheriff hat, shoots little yellow bullets around for a determined, indeterminate, well, I guess it's probably determined, right. for a, for a short-ish period of time before sure. disappearing. I know some people thought that maybe he'd get, like, promoted to playable as, like, you know, like sort of a retro rep, but he's still in the Sis Trophy. And that's fine. Yes. The Squid Sisters from Splatoon are one of the coolest assist trophies. I agree. They show up on stage and then the and then the camera just zooms in on them. <laughs> uh which not only like makes your viewpoint smaller, but it also makes the blast zone smaller. Yes. Uh so like at the end you're just like fighting in this tiny square and like getting punched like like two inches off of the square while the squid like, sisters like pose dramatically yeah, yeah it's it's good. oh it's it's fantastic really uh, cool mechanically yeah love that starfy from the legendary starfy is back this is one of the first franchises where i remember finding out about it and thinking like we don't have any of this in america like yeah. at the time we didn't you right know? yeah uh, it really blew my mind that like it, this was the storied franchise that had like game boy advance games and yeah, stuff yeah. And just, like nothing i had no idea it existed yeah we finally got like the fifth game for the ds right they called it the legendary starfy over right. here and i think that was starfy's last game <laughs> <laughs> like ever <laughs> starman from earthbound you know sort of teleports around the screen shooting beams and stuff he's cool here he is mm-hmm I have to say, playing Earthbound, I always imagined, like, even though he comes down and you're, like, fighting him and it's kind of clear how big he is, I always imagined Starman is just, like, towering over you. Uh, uh, so seeing him in... Just, like, uh, maybe, like, a foot taller than this. <laughs> right, right. It's kind of kind of interesting to see him zapping around in, in uh, Smash. That's fair. Probably the most heartbreaking assist trophy so far, Scapon. Well, I mean, unless you're a Midna fan. <laughs> Scott One from Joy Mech Fight is an assist trophy. Looks adorable. Should have seen that coming. Yeah. Did not see that coming. Mm -hmm. I thought that Scott One would be playable. I really doubled down on that. But, but Scott One is an assist trophy instead. But really, I'm glad that Scott One's getting any recognition. So, Me too. Yeah. Takamaru was an assist trophy in 4, is still an assist trophy now. 
I know a lot of people were thinking that maybe Takamaru would be playable this time. It kind of felt like Takamaru was close as hell to being playable in four, you know, mm-hmm. like he practically had a full moveset already, <laughs> but just still an assist trophy. We're still wondering if there will be a new retro rep at all. Right. Who they could possibly be. We've definitely been having a lot of different versions of that conversation lately. Yeah. But in any case, it won't be Takamaru. And finally, the one the internet will not stop crying oh, about. <laughs> Waluigi. That was kind of funny at first. <laughs> but then after a while, when Sakurai was like, please stop harassing me about this. Yes. It just got stupid. Yeah. No, like any anyone that like still harassed Sakurai about it after it became apparent that he was blocking people for doing it. Yeah. Um, come on, guys. You're you're better than that. Right. Like uh, God, we we get it. You like Waluigi. Jesus. <laughs> and you know, uh Waluigi certainly has potential to be a fun playable character. Like he could utilize all his sports history as a moveset. Right. But it ain't happening, folks. Yeah, ain't happening this time. Maybe 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 we'll see him in, in Smash Six, you know. Perhaps. Like, you know, I'm not as torn up about this as the rest of the internet is. Not me neither, but you know, uh, he he would he would have been he would have been entertaining if he did get in, but I'm I'm not sweating too many bullets, too many bullet bills, too many bullet bills <laughs> about that one. So that's all the asystrophes that are confirmed to be an ultimate thus far. So now we can focus on asystrophes from existing franchises that have been missing in action as assist trophies so far in ultimate we have like basically them being on this list means that we have not seen them as an assist trophy in ultimate yet they could still be assist trophies they could be cut they could be promoted to playable and that's why we're taking a look all right uh very first one we should probably note is that little mac was an assist trophy in brawl but he's playable now so he will never be an assist trophy again the first assist promotion yes possibly the last i guess who knows yeah so we'll start with characters from existing franchises right and then we'll move to just assist trophy franchises that haven't been represented yet okay so starting with uh starting with assist trophies from represented franchises Mm -hmm. we've got gray fox making his debut in brawl yes from the metal gear series he runs around and swings a sword Really, I think, I guess he basically does what Girahim does now. Right. Um, and we obviously haven't seen Gray Fox since because we haven't seen Snake since until Ultimate. I kind of feel like the Metal Gear assist trophy we do get, because I feel like we'll get one, mm-hmm. won't be Gray Fox this time. Okay. You're the Metal Gear expert. Who do you think would be like a good Metal Gear assist trophy? Ooh, what a question. There are so many options actually what i would do is uh i would probably go there's kind of like this little mini uh metal gear that uh makes an appearance in metal gear solid 4 i'd probably Mm. just have that like roll around and shock people or something oh that's because that feels very like cute and nintendo okay as opposed to it being like an assassin or a war machine or something i just feel like that'd be a fun way to throw some metal gear representation in there and not have it be weird cool I would pick Revolver Ocelot. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, he'd shoot his guns around. I guess maybe that'd be a bit too... Some Sometimes Smash can be weird about guns. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not, but sometimes they can be. Right. Um, 
but I I feel like I feel like if you really want a character to represent Metal Gear besides Snake, I feel like Revolver Ocelot's kind of one of the ways you can go. Oh, for sure. Especially in terms of characters that can fight, you know, mm-hmm. like like you could obviously put Ocelot or Roy Campbell as like major <laughs> characters, but what would they do as the cis trophies? Right. Besides like Campbell's like fucking Kodak screen, like just like taking up the, <laughs> just like ah, oh, that would actually be great. That'd be yeah. really great. Um, I think I think one way that they could work Ocelot in there, in spite of the fact that he fights with guns, mm-hmm. is if they made him kind of like PlayStation One Ocelot, and he looked all grainy and thirty-two bit. You know, <laughs> if they kind of removed the realism, I think that that could work. That'd be really funny, interesting. Mr. Rossetti from Animal Crossing shows up in Brawl. He he does the thing where a word bubble takes up the whole screen while he just like rambles about stuff. He'll actually like say stuff specific to what's happening on the screen or right. who's playing. And then he'll yell no resetting or whatever and, and like cause a small explosion and then leave. I love this assist trophy. For some reason it didn't come back for four. Weird. And I don't think it's gonna be playable, obviously. Right. <laughs> that'd be great yeah I mean, it wouldn't be great but you right. know i would be amused yeah back when i was thinking about playable animal crossing characters for smash before the villager was a thing i did think that mr Rossetti was the best pick you know he could <laughs> swing his pickaxe around uh-huh. dig man he'd be great but obviously i think his chances are much lower these days yeah uh cat and anna show up in brawl right from warrior Wear. they also show up in four they Fly around the screen, like, doing, like, X-Blade formations, basically, like, slicing. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like that attack from Chrono Trigger. I'm <laughs> glad you remember the name. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they show up again in 4. We haven't seen them in Ultimate yet, but I can see them coming back. Yeah, sure. Lucky 2 from the Mario franchise throws spinies on the ground, showed up in Brawl, showed up in 4. Haven't seen them in Ultimate yet, but I, I don't see why not, you know, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like the admission so far is arbitrary and that we will see Lockheed 2. That makes sense. Here's one that's kind of worth talking about because it's turned some heads. Shadow the Hedgehog. The ultimate life form. <laughs> was the Sonic the Hedgehog assist trophy in Brawl and in 4. And now for some reason we don't see Shadow. We have not seen Shadow as an assist trophy in Ultimate yet, but we have seen Knuckles. So people are saying has knuckles replaced shadow as an assist trophy and if so why we've also been introduced to the concept recently of a thing called echo fighters hmm. and people are therefore saying that shadow is is going to be in the game as an echo fighter of sonic what do you think about that idea daniel uh i think i said in a previous episode that i feel like that is the exact thing that nobody wants <laughs> you know like if like, people that want Shadow the Hedgehog to be playable mm-hmm. want to be able to use his roller skates. They right. want to be able to use his chaos control. Uh-huh. They want him to feel different than Sonic. They don't want him to control exactly like Sonic. It is kind of hilarious to imagine that, like, you're playing as Shadow the Hedgehog and he looks all great and broody and everything. Yeah. And then you do your B up and it's like, boing! Like, you go off the spring. Right, you know? yeah. That is a little weird. Yeah. Oh, man. That's really, that's a great reason by itself <laughs> that, uh... Yeah, I, d- I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's a small chance that it could, but it would be really weird. Mm-hmm. And I've said before that I just think each third-party franchise should and probably will get a maximum of one character representing that franchise. That playable. makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah, just because it, it'd be so odd. Like, 
Especially like if you're giving Sonic another playable character, make it Tails for crying out loud. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Here's another one that's potentially worth talking about. Uh, Tingle is currently absent from Smash Bros. Ultimate. Tingle right. from the Zelda series. Tingle was an assist trophy in Brawl. He was an assist trophy in 4. He kind of shows up and does like one of like four different random things and then uh, disappears. Tingle is one of those characters that was huge in Japan for a really long time. But because the United States specifically hated him so much, they kind of focus on him less and less. Right. But he's he's been getting kind of a bit more attention lately because Majora's Mask got that remake. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a DLC character in Hyrule Warriors. Mm -hmm. In our Zelda episode, I mentioned that I I thought that he would be playable in 4. Right. But since he wasn't, and now that villager is in the game and their up b is balloons like that's tingle's up b that if tingle is playable balloons would be his up b like what else would he do would he just share that up b with villager now or um i i, I may have mentioned this in the same episode where we talked about this but if yeah. i were designing tingle yeah uh in order to differentiate him i would make it so that his up b is just going him going uh Tinka, and then like throwing the confetti and that yeah. would launch him up yeah and that's that's a good substitute but it would just feel so weird because balloons have been such a big part of tingle's identity sure you know like a he uses them in all the zelda games to get around mm -hmm. uh but b there's literally a game called tingle's balloon trip <laughs> which is just balloon fight with tingle in it right yeah uh it was like a club nintendo exclusive I think I got it and then I lost it um, or something. So what you're saying is that Tingle is going to be an echo fighter for Villager. That would be the stupidest. Gotcha. That would be the <laughs> dumbest outcome. Um, anyway, like in a game that celebrates Nintendo history and Tingle being an important part of Zelda history, someone who has sort of showed up throughout the Zelda franchise, one of the few Zelda characters that has done that. Right. Um, I could see an argument for Tingle being promoted to playable. Uh, do I think it'll happen? I'm going to lean towards no. Yeah, I, I don't either, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't complain if that were the case. I sure. do love Tingle. <laughs> Taken in the abstract, it just sounds as though, like, you enjoy feelings that are tingling. You know? <laughs> ah, I love Tingle. Love tingle. <laughs> the latest drug that's on the market. <laughs> but yeah, I'd I'd say that maybe not. Yeah, that's, I'm I'm feeling that way myself. Not very tingly. Yeah. <laughs> but here's yet another one that's kind of notable. Ashley, who's the cutest girl living in the haunted mansion? Ashley, <laughs> I thought you were gonna sing her part. You better have a name for content. <laughs> That's not bad. Hurt, hurt my ears a little bit, but well, not bad. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Cry because you did that, I guess. Yeah, Ashley from the Warrior War franchise. Back in our Mario spinoffs episode, it's funny. In our Mario spinoffs episode, mm -hmm. I was looking at a few characters. I was looking at King K. Rule, Dixie Kong, and Ashley. I was like, I'm not going to predict any of these characters, but I wouldn't be surprised if any of them were in. Okay. Because Ashley does have a lot going for her. You know, mm -hmm. she she got a Smash 4 costume. There was a lot of implication that she, was, that she was fairly popular on the Smash ballot. Right. And she is 
for a WarioWare character, very popular, I think. Probably one of the most popular WarioWare characters. Uh, she definitely has a fan base. Which makes sense. She's iconic. Yeah. And, you know, she showed up as an assist trophy in 4, but she has not been confirmed as an assist trophy for Ultimate yet. Right. This, this is really tough for me, actually, because part of me feels like, oh, maybe... Maybe the fact that she hasn't shown up yet is like another chance, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe the universe is telling me that I should predict Ashley because she she would be a great and unique playable character. She would add female representation to the game. Warrior War Gold is coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh in terms of relevance, popularity, and moveset potential, uh, which are three things that we talk about a lot. Yes. The triangle. As some people on this show call it. <laughs> Yeah, some people, the two people on the show. <laughs> As a person. Ah, oh, yeah, Daniel, you always call it the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's she's got all of those things for sure in a triangular configuration. But no, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I definitely think that, you know, in, in terms of the stuff that uh, goes into Sakurai liking to add a character, she's definitely got that stuff. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just like s- something in my gut keeps saying no. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe it's just like I don't feel like as much as I love WarioWare, one of my favorite franchises of all time. Boy, is it. Like... Like, part of me feels like maybe WarioWare just isn't big enough for two characters, but, like, if it's not, it's by, like, a small margin, okay. you know? No, I'm I'm with you on that. I would love for Ashley to be a playable character. I think that there are a lot of reasons to think that she would be a playable character. Yeah. Something inside of me is just saying that she will not be a playable character, and it's yeah. difficult to articulate exactly why. Yeah. But it's there. She'd be great, though. I agree. Yeah. For yeah. her uh, ultimate move, she could just go, Pantalones Giganticus, which is a spell that she actually uses during her song. <laughs> I don't know what it would do. I guess make your pants really big. Yeah. Wouldn't actually do that because, uh, you know, it'd have to do damage to you. But uh, there you go. That's my that's my creative contribution to Ashley being a playable character in Smash. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Wow, great, like, giganticus. What? Never mind. Oh, no, what? What was... Because <laughs> um, the spell the spell she says is pantalones giganticus. Yeah. Which is, like, big pants. Oh. Oh, I, I see. Gr- great. The size great. Yes. Okay, that's what you're yes. trying to do. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, and, and good. some would say that I did it successfully. Oh yeah, it landed so well. Yeah, what a great hey! Just just because you lack comprehension skill mm-hmm. does. Yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. with, with that, yeah, hundred percent. So, <laughs> as our president recently said, people on the high end of intelligence really appreciated that gag. Oh, oh god. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I don't think Ashley. I don't think Ashley's gonna be playable. Me neither. But I would love her to be. I, God, I feel like she's got a really good shot, too. You know, like, mm-hmm. I I would be more than happy to see her as playable, and I think she does have a legitimate shot. I, yeah, something just tells me that, that she's, like, just on on barely the wrong side, chances-wise. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. 
but please prove me wrong, Sakurai. <laughs> also in four, we got the Chain Chomp. Uh, Definitely playable. <laughs> I mean, think about it for a side B. He could go boof, boof, and then charge. Yeah. Goes up B, he could go boof, boof, and then charge up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already just happy enough that the Chain Chomp is playable in Mario Tennis Aces. That is great. Even though apparently that game ended up not being as good as any of us were hoping. You know, um, a lot of the critical consensus that I've read mm-hmm. is essentially that, like, it is, at the end of the day, a game that is geared toward competitive, you know, person-to-person multiplayer in a way that Nintendo games usually are not. Okay. Like, if you kind of play it in the same way that you might play Street Fighter, right? Uh, then it's really fun, but don't go into it expecting the kind of robust single-player experience that, like, the Camelot Mario Tennises gave you, because it's not that, and it's yeah. not really trying to be that. Right. Which is a shame, because I think that's what a lot of us wanted. No, no, for sure. I, I definitely get where those people are coming from. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Chain Chomp playable in Smash, I don't think is a likelihood anytime soon. Me neither. Assist Trophy is a great role for Chain Chomp. I agree. Here's another interesting one, Dark Samus. Dark Samus isn't that interesting, but go on. (laughs) (laughs) Dark Samus is interesting because they were in a Sis Trophy in 4, doing a bunch of cool, spooky Dark Samus stuff, and they have not been seen in Ultimate yet. It's interesting because of the concept of Echo Fighters being a thing now. I getcha. Yeah. Um, I just always, I guess, as a as a kid or a teen, as a yeah. youth, uh, and a big fan of Metroid Fusion, I always felt like Dark Samus was stealing the thunder from SAX, ah, yes. the uh, villain in Metroid Fusion, right? Who was kind of the first evil Samus clone, right? And then suddenly, you know, Retro Studios comes along and they're like, "But the Phazons," and they just like make their own grim dark version. <laughs> And I was always a little sour about that. You, oh, really? I, I can't tell. Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you haven't noticed that I really hate Heihachi and think that putting him in the game would be a mistake, so I don't think you're very good at detecting when I'm sour about things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am the one in this room that's bad at detecting vocal stimuli, things like sarcasm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Completely non-ironically and without a hint of sarcasm, I'm glad that you agree with me yeah. that adding Heihachi to the game would be a mistake and that Dark Samus is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth noting that Samus has actually had a Dark Samus color scheme in previous Smash games. Right. In the Smash Bros. Ultimate playable demo that we've seen so far... Samus does not have that color anymore. Ooh. Uh, that feels like a hint. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. So I I could see Dark Samus being an Echo Fighter for Samus. Yeah, I could um, see that. Uh, I don't know how badly I'd want that. Like, I don't know that I want another character that has Dark in front of their name, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be an Echo Fighter. I, don't know. <laughs> I think we've got enough of those. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've got one. One and, is enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Metroid deserves four reps, but yeah, I don't think it needs three of those reps to be Samus. Right. No. Right. Or you know, like I know that Dark Samus technically isn't Samus, <laughs> but 
but it, I mean, you know, in like in the same way that Goku Black isn't technically Goku. Right. I was just going to make that comparison. <laughs> yeah. Like it still adds another character that looks exactly like Goku to the roster. Right. And plays, you know, like Dark Samus would in this theoretical situation would play. Yeah. Literally like if Dark Samus was not an Echo Fighter, if Dark Samus had their own move set. Uh, that was inspired by Dark Samus's appearances in the Metroid Prime franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'd be on board. Yeah, that'd for be that pretty cool. Shit. That yeah. would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, using different phase on techniques and stuff. Yes, awesome. I I don't want Dark Samus as an Echo Fighter. The phase Um, do I think it might happen either way? Maybe. I feel like <laughs> it's funny. Like it's funny that out of everything on this list so far. The most likely one, I think, so far is Dark Samus, followed closely by Ashley. Sure. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Where are you on this? Uh. Like, in terms of likelihood, in terms no, no, of no, no, do yeah. you think Sakurai will do it? I get you. I could definitely see it happening, you know, but it's it's difficult to say. I think that, I think that the removal of that color scheme... Uh, could be suggestive of that it could also yeah. be nothing you know like it's uh it's it's really hard to tell yeah you know what i have a proposal okay let's shelve this conversation until our metroid episode okay yeah we can make our decision then all right i'm not yeah i'm not committing one way or the other right now but i do see it as a distinct possibility i'll mull it over and then when we do our metroid episode I'll make my decision then. We'll table it just like Samus tabled SAX, the best Samus clone, by sticking it in a part of the base and then launching it into space. That was not a tortured metaphor at all. (laughs) Did you just tell me the ending of Metroid Fusion? No. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, If you want to find out more, you'll have to play it. I have played bits of it. If it's, you want to find fun. out more, you'll have to play all of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Up next is Alec Man from Mega Man. Right. Who's the cool assist trophy? I yeah, he was a cool assist trophy. Yeah. It's 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 weird. Like of all the representatives that Mega Man could have, like as an assist trophy, they picked Alec Man. That is true. You know, like definitely, like I wouldn't call him. The most popular Mega Man supporting character. I wouldn't call him the most popular robot master from Mega Man One. <laughs> you know, is is Elect Man Mega Man One? I think so. Yeah, Elect Man hasn't been seen in Ultimate yet. I wonder if they're just going to replace Elect Man with like a more relevant Mega Man <laughs> assist trophy. I'd say Roll would be a good one. Yeah, yeah, R- that'd Roll be really would good. be a great assist trophy. Uh, Proto Man and Base both show up in Mega Man's Final Smash now, right? And that doesn't mean they. W- that doesn't make them ineligible for assist trophies. Riki is an assist trophy despite sure. showing up in Shulk's final smash. Roll, Proto Man, or Base would all be great. I agree. Yeah. Isabel from Animal Crossing shows up in four instead of Mr. Rossetti, and she throws fruits around and looks adorable. Yes, as she always does. Yes. It's funny, the that rumor that I'm trying not to put too much stock in actually has Secretary as one of the code names, which can't really mean anyone besides Isabel. Mr. Mayor! <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mayor! Uh, you haven't been to your town in ten years! <laughs> and I would love her as a playable character, actually, just utilizing <laughs> parts of Animal Crossing that are not represented by the villager. That would be really great. But, uh, since I don't think that rumor is real, 
I'm not predicting Isabel right now. Not me um, either. But I, I would love her. She'd be a great like left field thing. Animal Crossing is a really big franchise. Actually, it does kind of deserve two reps. I think so too. Um, but yeah, some something just tells me no. Something tells me that's not happening. Then Magnus from Kid Icarus Uprising shows up. <laughs> He's a big generic anime dude who swings a sword around. Um, he hasn't been seen in Ultimate yet. It's I'd be fine if he didn't. <laughs> Hey, guess who cares about me? Sakurai. <laughs> so here I am. There's like so many cooler characters in Kid Icarus Uprising than Magnus, you know? Mm-hmm. But Magnus just feels like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's like that time. This is actually going to be really out there. But when uh, when Kaiji Inafood announced that Mega Man Legends 3 was a thing. Right. And that, we would, and that there would be fan feedback on elements of the game. Right. You got to vote on what Mega Man's new sidekick would look like, what the new female main character in the game would look like, what her name and her design would be, and you got to pick one of eight designs, each designed by a different artist, and one of those was drawn by Kaiji Inafune himself, (laughs) and that character design just looked like really crappily drawn female Zero, (laughs) right? Like, just super creatively bankrupt. And, like, it got, like, the least votes, basically. Like, I don't know. Like, when when I think of Magnus, I just kind of think of that. It's like, look at this cool character I made. It's like, this is the most generic-ass thing I've ever seen. Like, really, that's that's not fair to Magnus or Sakurai, actually, because it's not like I've ever... It's not like I've seen that exact design from Sakurai before. Right. But it was just very, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but you've seen it in every Fire Emblem game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, wasn't very wowed by it. Nah. Um, so I'd I'd be fine if he didn't come back as an assist trophy, and I definitely do not think he'll be playable. Me neither. Nightmare from the Kirby game showed up in four. Cool boss from from Kirby's Adventure slash yeah. Nightmare in Dreamland. Boy, Kirby's had some freaky final bosses over the years. Yeah, maybe he'll be swapped out for another Kirby boss in Ultimate, or maybe he'll be back. What boss Ooh. would you want? Um. You'll hate this, but Marks would actually be a cool assist trophy. <laughs> no, I, I agree, actually. <laughs> if I can't have him as a playable character, I would love for him to just burst out of the, you know, for you to throw the trophy down and then it's like boss Marks raining shit down on you and teleporting. I'm yeah. all about that. Yeah, nice. Then Phosphora from Kid Icarus Uprising shows up uh, shooting lightning and stuff. She's a much cooler representation of Kid Icarus, mm-hmm. I think. But she's still not Verity, so who cares? <laughs> Veridi would be the best. Yeah. Like, yeah, she should be an assist trophy. If they swapped up Veridi for Magnus and kept Phosphor in, I think that'd be fine. I agree. Uh, finally, uh, out of our existing, uh, out of our pre represented franchises, right. uh, Skull Kid shows up in Smash Bros. 4. I forget exactly what Skull Kid, Skull Kid does, actually. I think he just, like, turns the stage around or something. Yeah, yeah I think he, yeah. yeah. Which is too bad because really what he should do is call the moon down to crash into the stage. Yeah. Uh, but uh, whatever. Can't always get what you want. No, you can't. Unless you have Majora's Mask and the four giants to do your bidding. Yes. But yeah, Skull Kid's cool. I, obviously, I don't think Skull Kid would ever be playable in Smash. Me Skull neither. Kid is playable in Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, and he's super cool. Yeah. That's all the missing assist trophies from franchises that already exist in Smash that we've already covered in smash is playable well not all we haven't covered all of them yet obviously but right you know ones that we will in more detail yeah so out of all those i think ashley 
stands the best chance. Uh, maybe Dark Samus or Tingle. Um, cool. But I, yeah, I just don't think I can predict any of them right now, and I'm going to wait to predict anything involving Dark Samus just yet. Right. I really want to want to chomp on some of that Metroid Prime 4 meat before <laughs> we before we do a whole episode about that franchise. Um. I feel like if we hold out for like a September direct, we'll have some information by then. There's a chomping noise, by the way. Good chomps. Thanks. My dude. <laughs> that was less a chomp, and I don't, I don't know what that was. Anyway, what are we talking about next? Now we're t- now we're talking about assist trophies uh, that have not had their franchises represented with playable characters yet. We're, right. And we're calling those assist trophy franchises. Okay. So actually, uh, it's funny. A lot of these, a lot of these showed up in Brawl and then didn't show up in Four, and we just haven't seen them since. Hmm. But let's let's look at all of them. So first up, we've got Barbara the Bat from a game called Jam with the Band, kind of a rhythm game where you you hit buttons to the music, and I think you could even kind of make your own tunes to an extent. That's cool. Um, Barbara the Bat was a mascot of that. She was, uh, she was kind of a sexy anthropomorphic bat. <laughs> she kind of, I guess, she could be like Ro- Rouge the Bat's cousin, basically. Okay, like her purple cousin. In Brawl, she shows up and plays a guitar that like sends out shockwaves. She did not return for four. I do not see her franchise getting any more representation than that, really. No, that's fine. But she was kind of popular for a while. She got, like, she appeared in another, like, DS game where, like, she did magic tricks or something (laughs) in Japan. Like, basically, like, the, (laughs) the United States did not really get much Barbara. Do you remember Arrow the Acrobat? Yeah. Good shit. That's all. I just I, I enjoyed particularly Air of the Acrobat too. I thought it was a very solid platformer. Just just thinking about anthropomorphic bats. Just thinking about bats, man. There's a weird num weirdly large number of them. Th- three is three a weirdly large number? Well, I'm thinking you know just broadly in all forms of media. Like you have that bat that Robin Williams played in Fern Gully. Right. You got Bartok uh, and Anastasia. You got Fidget and the Great Mouse Detective. Okay. There's a lot of bats. There's there's bats. I yeah. guess. I, I don't know, like, I guess considering the popularity of bats, they might have kind of a disproportionate amount of representation <laughs> out there. Right. Like, you know, but it's like, obviously, there's like, but there's more like cats and mice and dogs out there. In That's certainly form. true. I think yeah. that, you know, they're kind of this weird B tier of popularity where there aren't as many anthropomorphic bats as there are more popular animals, but there's more than you'd think there would be. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right. What are we fucking? <laughs> We're talking about anthropomorphic bikes. Oh, uh, this bat. Excite bike is next. Oh, uh, this is... Woo! I, I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience <laughs> during that fucking bat conversation. Like, what... <laughs> What were we even talking about? Well, we were talking about Barbara the Bat and yeah. how she was weirdly No, popular. I know what we were talking about. <laughs> okay, so up next is Excite Bike. Right. Where Excite Bikes, plural, shows up as an assist trophy. Basically, like, a bunch of 8-bit dudes riding Excite Bikes mm-hmm. uh, just, like, pour onto the screen and, like, just ride until they fall off the stage. Right. They showed up in Brawl. They did not show up in 4. We have not seen them in Ultimate yet. Excite Biker would, is still like a great candidate for a new retro playable character. I agree. Obviously, I'd prefer Mac Rider. 
Right. And having said that, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to the excite. I wouldn't be opposed to the excite bike assist trophy coming back. Yeah, same. It's a fun little trophy. Yeah, it's cute. But yeah, I'm not sure we will see either uh, in Ultimate. I Fair would, enough. I would bank that we would not. In Brawl, we also had Hellerin, this this weird blue rectangle that represents a helicopter being looked at from a top-down perspective <laughs> uh, from the game Kuru Kuru Kururin. Ah, yes, of course. A, uh, a Japan exclusive. I think maybe one of its games came out in Europe, but we did not get it in the States. And it's really just like a weird, like blue, like rectangle, just like spinning around the screen. Right. It was weird. It was not an ultimate. I feel like we'll never see that again. That's fine. But here is quite the notable assist trophy. Isaac from Golden Sun. Yes. So Spe- speaking of Camelot. Yeah. Funnily enough, we were just talking about the uh, developers of Golden Sun earlier, but when we were talking about Mario Tennis. Yes. Yeah. Golden Sun. Great little Game Boy Advance series of RPGs. Yeah. Had that DS game. Um, really showed off the uh, capabilities of the Game Boy Advance in its early years. Oh, yeah, it really did, yeah. I mean, talk about a graphical powerhouse. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Like, the, the battle perspective was truly impressive. Yes. But, yeah, Isaac shows up in, in Smash Bros. Brawl. He does the thing where he, like, sends out, like, a psychic hand that pushes people off the screen. He did not return for four. I feel like just the exact wrong amount of people request Isaac as playable. You know, like it's like just barely, uh-huh. just barely not enough to qualify him for playable status. I get you. Like I, I think he's definitely a cult favorite, but I don't think the cult is big enough for Sakurai to care. Yeah, it's very cult. Yeah, although it's kind of funny. Like I kind of wonder if Isaac. If it's been long enough since the last Golden Sun game that Isaac might be the throwback character hmm. in Ultimate, that they they might like have Isaac be the retro representation, okay. sh- show up as this character representing this dormant franchise. Uh-huh. I think really what throws it, like if the last Golden Sun game was the Lost Age, what was it called? Uh that I think that was the sequel. Yeah, what was what was the DS one called? Right, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if the if the last game that came out, oh, had been had the been, lost been age. Yes. I see, yeah, I see. If the last Golden Sun game to come out had been the Lost Age, that like that sequel for the Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. I would almost bank on them being like, oh, you know what, the retro rep is going to be from a Game Boy Advance okay. game this but time. But because there was this weird DS outlier, yeah, exactly. Not. Okay, that be- makes sense. Yeah, because we got Dark Dawn because. We got that sequel in like 2009. I feel like he's in that weird spot where where he's not quite retro. Yeah, he's not <laughs> quite retro. He's definitely not contemporary or relevant anymore. Right. But I feel like he'd have a really cool move set if he was playable. Like oh, a for really sure. cool move set. Yeah, I mean, that whole franchise is just rife with potential smash moves because you know, for those of you who may not have played Golden Sun, uh, in addition to having kind of all the moves that you use when you're in combat, you can also use a lot of your psi powers outside of combat to manipulate the world around you. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, psychically pushing a block out of the way or lighting something on fire or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I feel as though there's a lot you could play with there. Yeah. And uh, Isaac would be really cool. Yeah. Obviously, I, I don't... Again, it's almost an Ashley situation where part of me like feels like 
if I don't predict it, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm a bit more confident about Isaac not being in the game ultimately. Okay. I can see Isaac coming back as an assist trophy. Sure. You know how you know how Sizor showed up as a Pokeball in Melee <laughs> and then never again until Ultimate? Right. I can right. see him just like reprising his role as an assist trophy. I'd like that. Or there being like a Golden Sun stage or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Like since these are franchises, we should talk about their other representation too. Like, I think there could be like an Excite Bike stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be really cool. That'd be neat. But I don't think Jam with the Band or Kuru 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 it are getting much of anything. In spite of how weirdly popular bats are. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh I, I don't think we're we're getting too much more Isaac stuff. Too much more Golden Sun stuff. Yeah, me neither. But but it'd be cool. Any representation for Golden Sun would be cool. I agree. Jill. From Drill Dozer. Ah, yes. Was an assist trophy in Brawl. She did not show up again in Ultimate, which is a shame. She was really cool. She just, like, sort of, she's in this, like, little robot that has drills on it. Right. She just sort of, like, charges forward and, you know, catches you in her drills and, like, pushes you off the screen. (laughs) And, oh, man, she'd be such a great playable character. Her moveset would be real great. Yeah, I can see it. But she has not shown up in a single game since Drill Dozer, and I think... Yeah, I, I think she's just stuck in in those archives, and she will not resurface. Fair enough. Unfortunately, like man, a drill dozer stage would be so cool too. But yeah, that it just it's just like in the negatives on the relevance scale. So I don't think we'll we'll see any Jill sure. anything. Uh, Ray Mark Three from Custom Robo. Mm-hmm. Custom Robo is a cool franchise. It is, and like I just like. I think it'd be great. We, I think we kind of talked about this on the Retro Rivals episode to see like Custom Robo get a character and then that would spark a Custom Robo franchise revival uh-huh. on the Switch. Whatever happens Smash wise, I do hope we see a new Custom Robo game on the Switch. I think it deserves one. That'd be great. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think we'll see Raymark 3 or really much Custom Robo stuff at all in Smash Ultimate. True. Uh, the devil from Devil World, the the guy, the blue guy in the red underpants that makes the screen go weird. It's actually just Satan. <laughs> <laughs> um, it more or less is actually <laughs> like the Devil World initially had a lot of religious overtones, right? Uh, that were stripped from the U.S. version, or maybe it never came out in the U.S. because of the religious overtones. Actually, I think it might be the latter. It initially did not come out in the U.S. It got like virtual console releases and stuff that we ended up playing. Yeah, obviously Devil is never really in a position to be playable. Right. We, we we played with the idea of Tamagon, the protagonist from that game, being playable in our Retro Revivals episode. Right. But ultimately, I don't think either of those will happen. The infantry and tanks from Advance Wars <laughs> shows up in Brawl and 4, and as much as it pains me, I don't think we'll get much Advance Wars representation in Ultimate because that franchise has just plain been dormant lately. Yeah, sad but true. Yeah, I, I really love the Advance Wars games. They're ah, me too. They're tons of fun, and you know, for a long time, I was hoping that like, okay, they've revived Fire Emblem. They need to give Advance Wars a shot like that. They need to give Advance Wars another chance and see if that can get revived too. I was thinking that for a long time, but now, like in 2018, <laughs> I'm wondering if. <laughs> if Nintendo's just like, what if we start working on Advance Wars, and then while we're working on it, World War Three literally breaks out? Uh-huh. 
yeah yeah there's there's definitely that i was thinking more just in terms of like intelligent systems doesn't need to revive advanced wars yeah. fire emblem is making them so much bang yeah it really they've is. got fire emblem heroes they're on a really hot streak with their you know mainline fire emblem games yeah uh like they're they're doing just fine <laughs> yeah exactly like but you know like fire emblem still isn't the only thing they work on they they make these weird experimental games from time to time they're still pumping out really bad paper mario games mm, uh true and maybe i i haven't played color splash so maybe it's unfair of me <laughs> to say that they're bad i'm just still really really wounded over sticker star yeah there's just a place in our heart that really wants paper mario 1 and 2 style paper mario games and that's, you know, irrespective of how good Color Splash may or may not be, it is not a Paper Mario 1 and 2 style Paper Mario game to the yeah. extent that I want it to be. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, yeah, don't see Advance Wars in Smash. Maybe I don't see Advance Wars anywhere. And that makes me sad. <laughs> agreed. Saki Amamiya from the Sin and Punishment franchise. Ah, yes. Shows up in Brawl and 4. We haven't seen them in Ultimate yet. Uh, Sin and Punishment's real cool. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Sin and Punishment's relevant enough to get a playable character. No, me neither. They tried to reboot it for the Wii or whatever. Yeah, was. Uh, Star Successor for yeah. the Wii, uh, which was a very critically acclaimed game, but obviously didn't make much bank. Right. It'd be really cool to see like a Sin and Punishment-inspired stage, actually. That'd be neat. But I don't see it getting much more than that. Me neither. Dylan from the Dylan's Rolling Western franchise. This is such an interesting franchise to me. Right? Yeah. It's like they're just trying the 90s animal mascot thing again, and they seem to be doing a pretty good job with it. Yeah, like, Dylan is a really great character design. Yes. That seems to be stuck in some mediocre games. Mm -hmm. Uh Like... You know, I, I played the demo for Dylan's Rolling Western. I was not really feeling it. Sure. The sequel and the original kind of got middling mixed reviews. That's too bad because I thought the sequel looked really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're both kind of these tower defense games that don't do great at the tower defense part. Right. However, the third game in the franchise, Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers... Or that's the one I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a there was a second game that got released that was right. kind of similar to the first, but uh, a third game, Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers, recently got released, and that actually has been getting like a startling amount of critical acclaim. Good. And the demo for it was fun as hell. Actually, <laughs> I had a really great time with it. Like basically, like it takes your me and it turns it into like an animal, right? Right. Uh, so like, so I had a me character that that got like turned into a duck that like is just like driving this truck and and Dylan has to rescue me. That demo was fantastic. It's not spend forty dollars on a brand new game, fantastic. <laughs> but like, if I ever see that game like on sale for fifty percent off, I need to pick that up. It was really neat. It's just got this like ridiculous like Mad Max aesthetic to it, and like, man, what a dumb cool awesome looking game uh dead heat breakers is no i agree from what i've seen it seems really impressive but yeah i do think that dylan is like exactly assist trophy territory i agree um 
I would love to see Dillon as playable, but yeah, definitely an assist trophy. I don't see him getting promoted, uh, but I do hope he comes back. Love yeah. that character design. Me too. Finally, the last assist trophy franchise thus far that has not been seen in Ultimate is the Sable Prince from For the Frog the Bell Tolls, <laughs> a Japan exclusive made by the Link's Awakening team in the same engine before Link, they made Link's Awakening. And, you know, it's just kind of a, a very wacky, lighthearted game. It's really interesting. And the Sable Prince sort of, like, you know, has been cursed to, like, turn into an animal and and just, like, gets into these, like, cartoony dust cloud fights with people in his assist trophy incarnation. Uh, fun assist trophy. Obviously, don't see it getting much farther than that ever. Sure. Um, hope he returns in Ultimate, but... That would be Obviously, nice. Obviously, don't see much more than that happening. Uh, but yeah, these are all these are all franchises that I'm really glad got represented as assist trophies, but I don't see it being probable that any of these guys get promoted to playable. Sure. With the possible exception of Isaac, but even that's kind of like... Tentative at yeah, best. Yeah, I see like a 15% chance of that happening. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be cool to be proven wrong. But yeah, there's that. Yeah, are you about on the same boat in that... Uh, yeah, I would say that we are of the same mind there. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a lot of the assist trophy stuff. I think uh, the one thing we like to talk about in every episode is soundtracks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like in any, you know, like remixes of music that Smash Bros. does. So I looked through all the assist trophy exclusive franchises thus far to see what remixes the Smash franchises made from these franchises from, mm-hmm. you know, like... Uh, from Jam with the Band and Drill Dozer and Custom Robo and, and sure. Golden Sun and all that. And, uh, and there were exactly two, uh, remixes. One is just a medley of old Famicom game music and Excite Bike is within that. Okay. The other is, is a remix of the battle theme and final boss theme of Golden Sun. Remixed by Motoi Sakuraba, the guy who made the music in the first place. That's cool. So he's just like, hey, can I revisit these themes? I love <laughs> these themes. Can I do it? And Sakurai's like, okay, yeah. And and that's it. Like, Drill Dozer has no wow. music. Uh, Custom Robo has no music. There's no Advance Wars music. That's pretty wild. Right? Yeah. Like I Advance Wars has such a good soundtrack. Yes, exactly. I feel like if they should correct any wrongs, it should be to take these Assist Trophy franchises and give them remixes to put in various games that would be really great yeah but alas but yeah i guess we should look at some listener mail oh i guess we should brendan newborn on twitter says i think duster from mother three will become an assist trophy the mother franchise only has two assist trophies and duster would be a great candidate for one he could use his thief tools to pin another character down or use rope snake to throw a character off stage. Okay. Uh thanks, Brendan. This is an amazing idea. I uh, agree. I've I've played enough of Mother 3 to know who Duster is, and I think <laughs> that that's really great. Yeah. Also, much like the entire main cast of Earthbound is represented by either Final Smash or Sis Trophy now, Akumatora and Boney show up in Lucas's right. final smash now. So to have Duster as an assist trophy would really uh give some fantastic symmetry and uh Duster deserves an assist trophy for sure. A plus idea. Yes. Thank you so much, Brendan. I love that. I hope it's true. And welcome to the world, Brendan Newborn. I hope that your birth 
was not traumatic. Peridot EX on Reddit says, Of these trophies that could be upgraded, I think that Ashley and Dark Samus have the best chance of a promotion to playable. Other possibilities are Shadow, Isaac, Dylan, Isabel, and the Excite Bikers, but those are much less likely. Oh, this is pretty good, Peridot. Uh, some other handsome men might have come to similar conclusions. Yes. Uh... As for new franchises through assist trophies, I think Codename Steam and Ever Oasis assist trophies are possible. Interesting. Though I have no idea what they do. <laughs> uh, for third parties, I could see a Poyo Poyo one happening made by Sega, so there's no new legal barriers there. Oh, Ziggy. And for assists in already present franchises, Dynablade from Kirby Superstar <laughs> and a Guardian from Breath of the Wild are two that I somewhat expect. Okay. Also, maybe another random Mario enemy. Hammer Bro and Brawl, Chain Chompin' 4. That's what Paradox EX has to say. Thanks, okay. Paradox EX. Yeah. I uh, own Codename Steam. I think you gave it to me. Did you give it to me? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, 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 it was yeah, like a did. Christmas or birthday present, yeah. Uh, boy, that's a, that's a game that had some potential and some problems. Uh, <laughs> I would really love for another crack to be taken at a game like that because there was a lot that was cool about it. Yeah. In a sense, it almost felt like... Uh, valkyria chronicles but kind of more anime you mm -hmm. know with a lot of flashier stuff that you could do yeah uh and i think that there's definitely some characters like you just have like a lion man in your party right uh and he'd be a fun assist trophy uh there's a lot of cool stuff that you could do i don't see it happening though myself yeah. right yeah ever oasis i never played but i am curious about it yeah it, it seems it seems cute it seems like i like the character designs the world seems like it has a lot of potential. I just was never really drawn to playing that game myself. Same. But thank you for writing in, Peridot EX. Yeah, thank you. Lil Fox Tato. Welcome back. back to the pod, you tiny fox and your potato. <laughs> Lil Fox Tato says, Ashley will become playable, and Jimmy T will take her place as an assist trophy. <laughs> Jimmy T will start dancing, and every time he stops to strike a pose... All opponents must do a taunt. Oh my god. Opponents who do not taunt will take damage and knock back. I actually love that idea. That is a great idea for an assist trophy. Yeah, it's amazing. The new WarioWare stage will start in Ashley's library. Huh. Players will fight on the bookshelves. If a bookshelf is knocked over, one of Ashley's books will open up and everyone will get sucked into a random new world from the book. Ooh. Like the giant cookie world the donut world, or the ice cream world. Eventually, everyone will be spat back out into Ashley's library, and the cycle will repeat. I actually love that idea. Yeah, oh, those are amazing ideas, Lil yeah. Fox Tato. Thank you for sending those in. Thank you for using your Lil Fox mind, for really using your potato brain to figure out some cool stuff. You Lil Fox Tato, you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> James M., Another frequent writer yes. writes back in. Hey guys, I'm going to disagree with your ongoing theory that announced assist trophies will not be playable characters in Smash Ultimate. Hmm. Sure, it makes logical sense that assist trophy characters won't appear on the screen and look the same as a playable fighter. However, this doesn't stop eight Mario variants from appearing, <laughs> from appearing on screen as fighters. That's funny. Also, programming could prevent certain assist trophies from showing up in situations in which the character is a fighter. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I think he means something there like, 
Like how... if you're playing as Bomberman, you won't get the Bomberman assist trophy, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so he continues. So here is my bold prediction. I believe that there will be at least one unlockable fighter who also appears as an assist trophy. Oh. The new challenger approaching screen will appear after a player defeats the assist trophy. Ah. My prediction has one of these characters in the game as released on December 7th, but I also wouldn't exclude DLC possibilities down the road. Hmm. We'll know in five months or so, James M. I do like that idea, James M. I think that's pretty cool. It would be really funny, and I've seen this sort of uh, thrown out as a theory. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really funny if Waluigi was that character, that his assist trophy <laughs> appearance is a fake out, and that, like... And all these assholes who have been hounding Sakurai were doing it for no reason. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. Yeah, true dramatic irony. I think that would be cool. I think that'd be a fun twist. I think that'd be a great troll. But on, on one end, it also kind of sounds like the denial I was under when... Uh, Ridley was teased as a stage boss uh-huh. for Smash Four, and I was like, "No, this is a fake out. <laughs> this is gonna, this is gonna be something else." And Ridley's gonna be playable. I feel it in my bones. Uh, and it was not a fake out. Ridley was a stage hazard, and he was nothing else in that game. The only thing in your bones was regret. <laughs> oh, I got some regret bones. Some RB. Some <laughs> some rhythm and blues. Uh, bone doctor, help. <laughs> uh but thank you james cool mail as always yes as always finally an interesting bit of mail from zachronim great screen name i am a new listener to the podcast following the announcement of smash ultimate i have really enjoyed the content thank you zachronim yes and welcome to the pod but of the two episodes i have listened to e3 follow-up and pokemon I've heard repeatedly that you both are disappointed with the potential lack of characters to predict, though I think eight newcomers is a solid guess. I would like to suggest that you include Echo Fighters in your character predictions. With a comment from Sakurai that we shouldn't expect many new characters, I think that Echo Fighters is where we we will see the biggest increase of the roster, Hmm. which would allow for an increase in fighters to the same scale and numbers as previous games without having to create all of the fighters from scratch. Okay. As I see it, this leaves you with more predictions to give, not less. Here's my prediction. 100 playable characters Jesus in Smash. Christ. <laughs> I know, at first glance, this seems crazy, but we're pretty close already, if you count every character. 65 base characters so far, plus 3 Echo Fighters, plus 7 separate characters with the Koopalings, put, uh, puts us at 75. Huh. Include your eight brand new newcomers and 17 Echo Fighters, and we are at 100. There could easily be multiple Echo Fighters for a single character, hmm. which could add up the number quickly. We could see Proto Man and or Base with Mega Man taking their spot in the final smash. We could see a Gen 2 Pokemon trainer with Totodile, Bayleaf, and Typhlosion. <laughs> we could see Tom Nook and or Isabel for Villager. It's clear the fans want as many playable characters as possible. Sakurai is going all out for this game and could very well give us 100 different characters to go over the top and shut the fans up. 
then never make a Smash game again. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Keep up the good work. That's definitely an interesting angle that I've never heard before. <laughs> that is for sure. And yeah. I definitely admire your pluck and your boldness in making a prediction like that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Acronym. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do love the... Uh, the ambition of yes. that idea. I would, gumption. Yes, I would love to see something like that. Yeah, I don't think we'll get nearly that many. Like, even if we count, like, I do think we'll get several characters that are sort of costumes for existing characters. Yeah. For example, if we get Captain Toad, I think Explorer Toadette would be a costume for sure, him. Sure, sure. Right? Stuff like that. But I think even if you would add those characters to all of the Echo Fighters plus all the newcomers and DLC characters we'll be getting, I still feel like we'll come short of a hundred. I, I feel like, I feel like two Sakurai, that would be an arbitrary number and that wouldn't be a goal for him. Sure. Sure. Um, but, uh, I would be impressed. I would definitely be impressed and surprised if that were to happen for oh, yeah. sure. Thank you for writing in. Yeah. Thank you so much. Sacronym. Good mail. Okay. So all we got left is to recap our predictions so far. All right, do that poke rap. Well, we're not really in poke rap territory anymore. Since we've decided that saying every character is kind of redundant, because we know that every returning character is returning. Remember? We've got every character smash for returning. <laughs> then we have the... Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I didn't actually want to say who it is, keep you in suspense, because none of you know the characters we've predicted, of course. <laughs> yeah, we don't do this every episode. No. So, thus far... We have some correct predictions already. We correctly predicted that every character from Smash 4 would come back. We correctly predicted that Ice Climbers and Wolf would return. And we correctly predicted that Ridley would be a brand new playable character. All right, we're doing great so far. <laughs> Here's some incorrect predictions we've no. already made. We did not predict that every single Smash Bros. character from the franchise would be returning. Because and, no one did except for a guy on 4chan. <laughs> and that means that we did not call Pichu, Pokemon Trainer, Young Link, or Snake. Right. We also predicted that Bomberman would be playable. He's an assist trophy. We predicted that Scott Pone would be playable. They're an assist trophy. And Sean predicted that Midna would be playable. She is an assist trophy. Unless, of course, one of our listener males is correct. Then we might still have the opportunity. I feel... For an assist trophy to I be feel, playable. I feel like even if one character is an assist trophy fake out, there's no way... In which case... That it would be Midna. It is entirely possible. <laughs> I feel like that is the least... imp from another dimension. Her grave is absolutely been dug a hundred percent to become <laughs> a playable character hmm anyway what's next so here are here's some characters that we've that we're both predicting that haven't been confirmed one way or the other yet right uh captain toad yes rex from xenoblade 2 with pira and mithra mm -hmm. the monster hunter bah, 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 bah. sora from kingdom hearts keyblade and the rabid <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit should just yell like that. Yes. <laughs> just every time you every time you jump, if you start yeah. running. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some things that I predicted and Sean has 
abstain from predicting. Yes. I think that Starman from Pro Wrestling is going to be the retro rep. And mm-hmm. actually, it's funny, like, I rethink this, like, every episode now. Because <laughs> I feel like, ret- you know, retro rep is a staple. And it would feel weird if we didn't get one this time. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to find who it is. I've said Starman from Pro Wrestling most recently. But I'm wondering if it could be, uh, especially with the recent Arcade Archives Switch release, Skyskipper hmm. from Nintendo's uh, pre-Donkey Kong arcade game. Okay. Like, you know, Skyskipper is this little dude in a plane uh, with, like, cool little, little pilot's outfit. I think you could do some cool stuff with that. I'm going to stick to Starman for now. But you wanted to put that thought out there, and I respect that. Yeah, I do want to put that thought out there. I'm, I'm probably going to play Skyskipper when that comes out for the Switch. Okay. And see if that puts my mind in any specific direction. My other non-Sean predictions mm-hmm. are... Hey, Hachi. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> and... <laughs> And Rockruff from right. Pokemon, uh, who would evolve into Lycanroc as part of his moveset. Great idea. Yeah, um, that's definitely like one of my riskiest <laughs> predictions yet, but you can't get predictions right if you don't make some risks. You can't make a Lycanroc omelet without breaking a few Rockruffs. Sure. <laughs> and then Sean, uh, without me, has predicted that Mock Rider will be the retro rap instead of Starman. Yes. Marks from Kirby will be a playable character. Yes. And that a Gen 8 starter will be DLC for the game. And we shall see who that DLC DL be <laughs> at a later time. And that's what we've got so far. We definitely think that they're all... You know, that's eight each so far, but I, I think that including DLC, uh, we will see more... Neither of us, I think, are predicting any Sistrophy uh, promotions. After all, it'll be so funny if Ashley's in, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just—I'm not going to predict her. That's fair. Yeah. If you're wondering where else you can find us, I have another podcast called Play This with an exclamation point. Uh, my co-host Max and I recommend video games to each other and have in-depth discussions about them. And we also cover some video game news here and there. We just released, actually on the day that we're recording this, I just put out the Hollow Knight episode. Yes, I'm halfway done with it. And as usual, it is superb. Daniel and Max have a great chemistry together. They're very funny and they always talk about really interesting stuff when they're talking about video games. And uh, it's always really fun to listen to. So I highly recommend you check out Play This. Yeah, and uh, and I think Hollow Knight would be a great episode for you guys to jump in because yes. I feel like a lot of the, I think I feel like a lot of the people listening right now probably are interested in Hollow Knight or realize how good it is already. So if if you want to hear what I think and what my friend Max thinks of Hollow Knight, definitely check that episode out. Like if you if you started listening on the episode prior to this one and came away from it thinking, well, they just shit on Psychonauts the entire time. <laughs> this is definitely a good try to uh, to to you know give them another shot. <laughs> um, it's also worth noting on the topic of play this that our next episode is actually going to feature Sean as one of our guests. Yes. So if you wanna. If you like the two of us particularly being on podcasts together, then you will enjoy 
the episode that comes out in a couple of weeks. And you might be pleased to hear some play this news after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll leave it at that for now. Where can we find you, Sean? Well, I have a number of places where you can find me. First of all, I'm on YouTube as Re-Chief, where you can find Let's Plays that I've done and other miscellaneous things that I've done. I'm on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash re-underscore-chief, where you can find some memes that I have recorded and also my serious voiceover reel. Uh, if you are looking for voiceover talent for uh, a project that you're doing, I'd like to humbly throw my hat into the ring, you can uh, email me at Sean, that's S-E-A-N, Daniel Francis with an I at gmail.com with uh, any such uh, offers. And last but not least... I have a Fanburst page where I regularly post original music. If you go to Fanburst and you search for Ryu underscore Chief, you can find me there as well. I'm a man of many hats. Uh, whether or not those hats are well-worn is something you'll have to find out for yourself. One thing I want to mention about uh, the Fanburst in particular is that one thing that Sean and I have been doing off-camera for a while is... I have a tabletop system in the works. I've designed uh, tabletop game ideas here and there. I have one that's been in the works for a really long time that is loosely based off of the Dan the Danganronpa franchise, a sort of murder mystery game. And Sean, before the game has even been released to the public, <laughs> has made a hack of it that makes it feel like a Phoenix Wright game. And we just finished playing a campaign in that hack together. Uh, with Sean GMing, and while Sean GMed it, he made several original tracks <laughs> uh, to really sort of sell that Ace Attorney feeling. So if you if you want to hear some great music from Sean that feels like it would come straight out of an Ace Attorney game, definitely go to his fan burst in particular. Check that shit out. Thank you. Next time on A Smashing Theory, new franchises. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So this time we'll be talking about franchises that haven't really been represented in Smash Bros. yet, uh, largely due to uh, them first existing either late into Smash 4's development or just, just after. Yeah, just coming yeah. out after Smash 4 did. Uh, so we'll be talking about Splatoon, even though I think we know a lot about Splatoon and its representation in Smash already, but we'll, you know, we'll go over it. Sure. We'll, but we'll also talk about the potential of stuff like ARMS being in Smash Bros and what kind of representation that can have, as well as just really an, any new-ish franchise that we haven't really seen get any major representation in Smash Bros yet. Uh, maybe we'll talk about Wonderful 101, maybe we'll talk about some of the smaller recent releases like Snipper Clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you have anything you want to say about any of those franchises or any newish franchises that we haven't mentioned, definitely send those to our Twitter at a smashing theory or email us or email us at a smashing theory at gmail.com. Yes, whether you are a veteran like James M or Mitch E or a newcomer like Zachronim 
We love hearing all of your thoughts, no matter who you are, and uh, we always look forward to checking out listener mail and hearing feedback. So please feel free to uh, send some overtures our way. Yes, absolutely. Definitely feel encouraged to not only uh, send us stuff about that episode in particular, but really any Smash questions you have, or even just personal questions you have for us. We love reading all the mail. It's super fun. So please keep doing that shit. Yes. And just to answer the personal question that I know is coming, I'm a baritone bass. I hear a lot of my singing voice this time, and I just figured you might want to know that. I'm a shit. (laughs) My voice just sucks, (laughs) and you don't want to hear me sing. So, (laughs) God, (laughs) self-burn. So, uh, we'll we'll see you in a couple weeks. And until then... I hope you have a smashing time. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Daniel's voice is not that bad. Bye. Bye. Bye.